And now, talking some Alabama high school football, outlooks and predictions from around the SEC, and getting you ready for tonight's kickoff at 7. It's the 3 and Out pregame show, presented by Sand Mountain Park and Amphitheater, with hosts Joe, Zach, and John Davis. Let's get right into it. Welcome in to the 3 and Out pregame show, the playoff edition. This is Blake. I'm filling in for Mr. Joe Cagle, who is off on assignment this evening. We, uh, assuming the home team takes care of business tonight, we will hope to see Joe back next week. Uh, joined by Mr. John Davis and Zach Ross. Fellas, how's it going? It's going good. Playoffs are starting. Postseason, the second season starts tonight. Sales are up. Boaz. It actually started last night. Yep. Uh, yeah, we, a lot of games last night. That's right. We got to talk about that uh, Boaz upset over Southside just a few hours ago. Uh, Ten to seven and uh, knocked off the number one seed there. Yeah, the, t- the two teams had played, you know, earlier in the regular season, and I think it came down to a field goal. It's it's honestly a little crazy with that game. How I think in the regular season matchup, Southside won forty-eight to forty-five. Last night, Boaz won ten to seven. That was an overtime too. I mean, it just incredible that the Regular scores season. were that different. I guess the coaches maybe figured out what the teams were doing offensively and and shut it down. But uh, but yeah, ten to seven, and we have what we typically don't have in the playoffs, and that's a four seed going in and knocking off a one seed on their home uh, on their home field. I think it helped because they. I mean, that's where they played the first game too. Yeah, got a little used to it. We were thinking that probably Southside, you know, you can make the argument they maybe should have beat Gunnersville in that very first game this season. And I, we kind of thought they would give Pleasant Grove the toughest challenge down there in the bottom of the bracket. But, hey, good for Boaz. I mean, that's that's why you play them. So, got to talk about last time we – since the last time we have got together, Gunnersville took a trip up the mountain for a date with the Aggies and my goodness guys <laughs> uh, well you know I, I got into a I got into a debate with an Albertville friend of mine because he was saying oh Gunnersville's running up the score running up the score I said you can't really run up the score when you have 73 passing yards at halftime and the first play for Albertville was a delay of game that after a punt they got a delay of game then they got a safety. Well, they were on the one, and they got the penalty that backed yep. them up six inches. So, <laughs> yes. and not, not a but, bad penalty. But yeah, not a bad penalty. But still, it just shows sort of the ineptitude that they've you know had, and and then they have four turnovers. One one of them, one of which being a pick six, and it, so the game got out of hand. But I don't think it was necessarily Coach Reese and the Wildcats running up the score, um, you know, on them. I think there was a lot of mistakes to Albertville that led to short. Field for Gunnersville, and Gunnersville ran the ball probably thirty times in the first half. Um, I don't know what else you could do. I mean, other than taking knees, you know. Uh, So yeah, it was a it was a blowout. Gunnersville could have named their score, and then you know, but Coach Reese and the coaching the coaching staff put the JV in right there, one possession after halftime. And let them ride it out, and they ended up getting a touchdown too, and it ended up being fifty-seven sixteen. There was a wise man last Friday. Can't remember his name. <laughs> they said we could go up there and name our score. Yeah, that's who, good. Who was that? Uh, that? That was me. That was yeah. you. Yeah, it was. Good job. What did you say about Arab? What about Arab? What about the Arab game? Hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw it back at you. You did. 
I, I would, but no, you, na- you named I'll, your score. I'll, I mean, tell, you, you said I'll that. tell you this, though. If if we do end up playing A-Rab. Revenge. We'll get Revenge. Like, it'll probably be at A-Rab somehow. But if it'll if, happen. If Gunnersville and A-Rab played again this year, it would be in the semifinals of the playoffs yeah. to go to the state championship. I was trying to figure that out on the bracket. Yeah, that'd be way down the line. And it would be in Gunnersville because uh, Gunnersville won the region. And it goes like it doesn't matter what – Who's traveled? What the tiebreakers are? Region champ hosts the uh, hosts the playoff game of intra-region teams. I just going back to this Gunners, but I, you know the defense I, when when you're up fifty to nothing at halftime, everybody wants to talk about the offense, but the defense uh, just showed out. You've got uh, Holson back, two more interceptions. That's four in two games. EJ Havis, that safety to get them going at the very first right there. The the pick six, like you mentioned, Date Peterson. I mean, it's just that defense. And and Camp Green, the young kid. Yeah. Three sacks, had the fumble recovery. Um, he had a touchdown, too. Yeah. On the ground. Ran, yeah, ran for one. And just can't say enough about the defense all year, really. I mean, been locked down. You know, what they say, defense wins championships. And this, this uh, Gunnersville defense helped them win a region championship, uh, helped them get this one seed. I mean, they – they shut down pretty much everybody. The only, you know, bad spot on their whole season was that fourth quarter against Arab. But the the uh, I guess the silver lining of that uh, is that maybe they've learned. Maybe they learned some mistakes from there, from that point, and uh, can carry it on and don't make those same mistakes in the playoffs. Lit a fire in them a little bit. Yeah. I think Coach Brown up there, you know, you, you'll have to give him a couple years to, you know, install his culture and, and all those kind of things. But it's – it's tough right now. I, those guys, it's uh, – Their uniforms look nice. The field looks great. The facilities look nice. They got an indoor facility. They got a lot of th- they got a lot of things to work with is they what do. I'm saying. They do. Uh, but you're right. The culture, you've got to, uh, in my eyes, you've got to get to the down to the grassroots and start – because they've got good youth football mm-hmm. teams. So, I don't, I don't know what the disconnect has been over time to where they can't put that into – success on the field you're probably never going to be able to compete with the Spartans and the bob jones and james clemens and all you, you might never be able to approach that but you should be able to compete in marshall county you should be able to win these non-region games and that would give your team and your program a lot to play for each season even even if you're not competing for the playoffs but those teams that Avril had with john gross years ago i mean they 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 were uh, honestly had a chance to make waves in 6A in the playoffs. They they got uh, pretty far at times, um, so it can be done. You just they've, they've got to get down to the grassroots, figure out where the disconnect is, figure out where what's happened to make the program what it is. The, right the now. quarterback was throwing some good balls. I mean, they uh, you know I, was he the eighth grader? Yeah, eighth grader. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, what to a, be an eighth grader? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> And he his passes look good. You just they'll find something to build around. You know it's uh, it's just unfortunate for those guys. But you know there's a I can't remember the six A school in Huntsville that is potentially going seven A. Yes, and that would that's what we brought that up on the radio. That uh, would wipe on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, Aberville really doesn't want to move down to that Birmingham region. I mean, then you're talking about. I mean, up here you've got a chance to maybe beat Grissom and then maybe a, a couple of schools maybe have some down years and maybe you can get them when you get down there and you're playing the hoovers and the thompsons and not to mention the travel i mean going down to hoover on a friday at 
Friday afternoon, like you're talking about like a two, two and a half hour bus ride. They need to leave it right after lunch. So, yeah, I don't know. And that's going to be really interesting. That's going to be really interesting, Blake. Uh, those The reclassifications come out, I think, in a couple weeks. Okay. It's typically around – uh, it's typically around when school lets out for Christmas break is when they come out, like right around that time and maybe a, maybe a week or t- two uh, um, earlier. But uh, that's coming out soon. There's been talk of Gunnersville maybe get, dropping down to 4A. Hmm. So it'll be. it's always interesting to see. And then you, you get the football regions. And then, you know, you start to sort of see, okay, how, how's basketball going to change? How's soccer going to change? Because uh, it does. It changes year by year um, how, how they do that. So, um Will be really interesting to see if Albertville goes uh, to to Birmingham and if Gunnersville goes to 4A and how that all shakes A-Rab out. A may go back to 6A. Yeah, Scottsboro may go back to 6A. I sure. was keeping an eye on the, you're talking about the the big boys in Birmingham. Thompson 42 to nothing last night over Florence. My goodness, <laughs> yes, Thompson. And Hoover, Hoover. Yeah, everybody knows Hoover. Finished fourth in that region. That's, that's this year. <laughs> That's insane. I'm just surprised they made the playoffs. And, you know, when, with Thompson, I mean, you're talking about, I think Thompson has a dozen kids that are going D1. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, I don't even know how anybody competes with a team like that. But uh, Well, poor Hoover, I guess their their tactics are using being used against them, but I, <laughs> I don't know that. It's just what I hear yeah. these days. All right. It's not like it was 10 years ago. Hey, speaking of Hoover and their past days, uh, Rush Probst, coach of Pell City, uh, they just played Springville. Springville went down and beat them, I think, maybe on the last play, like last minute or so. It was overtime. Overtime. There you go. Uh, overtime. So, uh, yeah, speaking of Hoover and two-a-days and all that you know, great stuff, Springville actually has a win over Rush Probst. Didn't something just happen with him again, something recent? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear. He was in the headlines again. I try to block him out of my head, to uh, be honest with you, Blake. He, after he hit a kid? His own kid. Yeah, no, this was like in the <laughs> last couple of weeks. Oh, with his, after that. With the, uh, with the headset. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, he adds a lot to, you know, just storylines. Storylines around him always. So Yeah. We're going to be keeping an eye uh, throughout the game on this Fairview-John Carroll game. I mean – we're pulling, I guess, for as a Gunnersville Wildcat fan for Fairview because we want to stay at home, obviously. We don't want to have to travel to Birmingham. Plus, we've seen Fairview so much the last few seasons. Right. We talked to, talked to Coach Reese about that, and he, we're very familiar with those guys, and I guess that's one of those ones you, you want to talk about revenge. They would love to knock off Gunnersville after what we've done the last few years to them. So that's that, that might be a fun one there. We would – Definitely love to stay at home. So. Yeah, that's the scary part of playing playing Fairview is yeah they've we've we've got had their number these last several years and so they would be motivated. But everybody's going to be motivated in the playoffs, right? It doesn't matter who you play. Um, but yeah, it would be great to be at home. Um, so yeah, we're we're sort of rooting for Fairview to win so that we can host them if we if we're successful tonight. Um, and John Carroll's a good team too to go all the way down to Birmingham Lakeshore Drive down there and. And, and play that. I mean, you talk about that's probably a two-hour bus ride, um, you know, with the traffic and everything. You get down there and you got to play in Birmingham. Yeah, I'd much rather play Fairview, even though I, th- I think Fairview's the better team. I think Fairview will win, especially being at home. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'd be, we'd be look for, looking forward to a home field advantage next round. Um, and then after that, 
you sort of get into uh i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves blake but you know if you if you win that one then you're looking at pleasant grove exactly. and and yeah now that boaz has won boaz is going to host pleasant grove that's right um which I think Pleasant Grove is going to have to go on the on the road no matter what. So if Pleasant Grove were to beat Boaz, we're going to have to make the trip down to Birmingham to play Pleasant Grove mm-hmm. the Friday after Thanksgiving. So um, yeah, uh, but yeah, not getting too far down the road uh, just yet. But if you're a Wildcat fan and you want to play down the street next week, be rooting for Fairview tonight. That's right. It's always good to keep an eye on what's, what's coming up. And speaking of all that, shout out to Marshall County. So, Gunnersville takes care of Albertville, Sardis, 42-20 to 20 over Hoax Bluff. Scottsboro, 35-20 to 20 over Decatur. Boaz, 48-14 to 14 over Lee Huntsville. And Douglas, 56. North Sand Mountain, 26. So, Marshall County, our region, just kind of sweeps the – sweeps the f- last friday night well it sh- shows you how strong our schedule is right finish strong i mean we've yeah i mean and and really realistically it shows you that boaz win definitely shows you how strong our schedule is that we took care of them pretty easily and then they go on the road as a four seed and win in the first round so i'm against, as against the team we struggled with right right and we'll, we'll get into more of these like playoff matchups in our third segment, but I, I really feel like uh, we, our region may have some success tonight with Arab and Scottsboro playing Moody and Leeds, and obviously Gunnersville. I think I think our region is more, is stronger top to bottom, and we may see that uh, tonight. All right, when we come back, we're going to get in some college football. Uh, first, we want to hear from some of our wonderful sponsors. Stay with us. It's the Three and Out pregame show. Come make memories to last a lifetime this holiday season at Sand Mountain Skate, located in the amazing Sand Mountain Amphitheater in Albertville. This winter wonderland is perfect for the entire family. Public skate sessions, birthday parties, corporate and private parties, church group functions, school field trips, igloo date night rentals, nightly holiday light shows, Santa Claus, movie screenings, and much more. Visit SandMountainSkate.com for more information. Whitaker Towing Service has proudly served Gunnersville and the surrounding areas towing, wrecker, hauling, and crane needs for over 60 years. As former Wildcats themselves, the team at Whitaker Towing understands the importance of not only getting the job done right, but exceeding expectations with a commitment to excellence. Reach Whitaker Towing at 582-3811. And if you have a special service request, don't hesitate to call for a free quote. Go get them, Wildcats, from everyone at Whitaker Towing Services. Hey folks, Mark Briggy, Sand Mountain Toyota. We're proud sponsors of Gunnersville Wildcat football and cheerleaders. Sand Mountain Toyota is proud to support the broadcast of Friday Night Football. Sand Mountain Toyota is a family-owned business that cares about our customers and strives to provide the best automotive experience possible. From our showroom to our service center. Interested in upgrading to a stylish and reliable Toyota? Visit Sand Mountain Toyota today and see for yourself why we're more than just a dealership. Cromama Seafood of Gunnersville is so proud of the Crimson Guard band, cheerleaders, and football players participating tonight. Cromama's has been locally owned for decades and was voted best seafood restaurant in the Tennessee Valley. Stop in this fall and enjoy some live music, football on the big screen, and of course, fresh and tasty seafood. Cromama's, an ultimate staple of Gunnersville, right across from the high school. 
This is Pastor Ricky Smith of Gunnersville First Methodist Church. I hope you'll join me and the congregation for our Sunday morning worship service live on WTWX this Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Hey everybody, this is Michael Wilder, youth pastor at Gunnersville First Methodist Church. I just want to take a minute to invite all junior and senior high students to come hang out and worship with us on Wednesday nights from 6 until 8 p.m. with our youth group, Momentum Student Ministries. And remember that you are loved by God and go Wildcats. Bob Moore and the team at Gunnersville Chick-fil-A want to wish the Crimson Guard Band, cheerleaders, and football players a great 2023 season. And this fall, Chick-fil-A delivery options are just a tap away. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and a team member will bring your favorites right to your door. It's our pleasure to serve the great Gunnersville community and go Wildcats from everyone at Gunnersville Chick-fil-A. Lake Gunnersville Insurance Agency is a locally owned, independent agency that works closely with their clients. And this fall, they would love the opportunity to sit down and find the perfect policy for you, your family, or business. Visit them on the corner of Loveless Street, just down from the Rock House, or call 582-4039. Best of luck tonight, Wildcats. And we're cheering for you, from Carson Ray and everyone at Lake Gunnersville Insurance Agency. We'd like to thank Harrelson Drugs for their continued support of the Gunnersville Wildcat broadcasts. Steve and Marilyn are honored to have served our community for over 30 years. And not only are they a trusted healthcare resource, they also have the best gift shop specialty items around. Go Wildcats! From Harrelson Drugs on the corner of Gunter Avenue and Patterson Street, a locally owned, independent family pharmacy and gift shop. Now, back to the three and out pregame show. All right, welcome back to the three and out pregame show, the playoff edition. Uh, we want to get into some college football talk in the second segment. Alabama at Kentucky, guys. It's the 11 a.m. kickoff game. Everybody loves those. Uh, <laughs> At least you're on ESPN, I guess. Uh, how we feeling, guys? Ten, ten, ten and a half point spread. It's good when you win. It's up to 11 now. Is it up to 11? Okay. Which means we're money shifting. We are playing at 11 on 11-11. Favored by 11 mm. <laughs> on the 11th week of the season. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a lot of 11s. So if That's people, if, scary. If you like to wish on 11-11, tomorrow's your day. Uh, 11, uh, your team playing at 11 a.m. is great when you win because then it's like you're feeling good all day. You can watch football. You got your game out of the way. You got your anxiety, sometimes your depression out of the way, and you can just focus on just hanging out and watching watching college football all day. So in this game, traditionally, traditionally it used to be Mississippi State we play this week. Alabama plays this week. And schedule's tossed around. Now it's Kentucky. Um, coming off a hard-fought, emotional win at home. Uh, I was at the game, one of the most fun atmospheres I've ever experienced at, at Bryant-Denny. It was great. I'm a little worried about a what they call a trap game or our guys being a little asleep, especially with an 11 o'clock kickoff on the road. It worries me a little bit, you know, but what we've seen from this Kentucky team is – They've played really well. Uh, they dominated Florida. Uh, they've, you know, they've dominated a couple of teams. 
But then they went into Sanford Stadium and played Georgia. And Georgia showed a lot of weaknesses in this Kentucky team. So um, it it is going to be interesting. I, I kind of if it, it's one of those games, Blake and, and John Davis. I think that you can tell a lot about what this Alabama team is going to do in Jordan Hare in a couple weeks with what they do in in this type of game um, against a quality defense. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I hope we win so that I can enjoy the rest of the college football slate that day. I think we'll come out and dominate, um, especially with how well Milrose playing right now. And defense does travel. Kentucky's got a, a quarterback. Leary, mm-hmm. he's got an eye issue. He got smacked in the face in, in his last game. Uh, they He says he's 100% and that he's going to play, but, you know, you never know what, what folks are hiding. But they've got a capable quarterback. They've got a, a good defense. They, they're well coached. You know, Stoops is, Stoops, Stoops yeah. is a solid coach. He is. I mean, to have Kentucky in a bowl game every year, I mean that's that's impressive. What nine and three and ten and two at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, part. so this isn't this isn't your your father's Kentucky football team. Like this is a a pretty good team, and uh, um, I like to I like Alabama. I think Alabama's going to um, probably come out and try to run the ball. You know, Kentucky. Well, and vice versa. Kentucky's strength on their team is running the ball. They want to run it, run it, run it, run it, and. I think that plays into Alabama's strength. Alabama's run defense has been great. Now, the quarterback for LSU, Daniels, ran kind of wild. But as far as, like, traditional running, this defense is is set up to stop that. And if Kentucky can get that, can get their running game going, then I would be really worried for the Tide uh, tomorrow. Alabama pulls away in the third, late in the third quarter. I mean, I just – I think it's going to be kind of like the 2013 game up there. I'll never forget. Uh, this is kind of a funny story and kind of shows, I guess, a little bit. I'm Blake Spikes older than me by about a year, I think, but shows a little bit how old I am uh, compared to you, John Davis. But '98, um, my uh, uh, huh? I was six. You were six. Okay. <laughs> well, so um, I was 13, I think. Yeah. And so my parents were out of town. They were doing something, and so my cousin was watching me. I went to her house and. Uh, and they had internet. We didn't have internet at our house then. This was kind of the early days of internet, but it was like the phone dial-up thing. Uh-huh. And uh, and so this was back before every game was on television. So this game was not on television, and Alabama wasn't that good. And I remember following it play by play by refreshing the Yahoo uh, box score. Okay. And I and I literally sat at the computer and refreshed it <laughs> for three and a half hours. The game went to multiple overtimes and Alabama ended up losing. And that's the last time Kentucky has beaten Alabama. Oh wow. And I think the only time in a span of probably I mean at least fifteen, twenty meetings. I think in all the times that they've ever played, uh, Kentucky's only beaten Alabama a handful of times, five or six times. But yeah, I remember following it on Yahoo, refreshing and then somebody would call, get disconnected, and I'd have to wait for the phone call to end to reconnect. And then, <laughs> so that was that how times awesome. have changed now that you've got, tele, you know, every game's on television. Kids don't appreciate it. Was that Tim Couch years? Yes, that, yeah. it was Tim Couch. And, and, you know, nowadays you can watch Division Three lacrosse on television. Like, everything's on television. Uh, but, yeah, back then it was a little different. So, uh yeah, uh, but I, Tim Couch is not there. Tim Couch is not walking through the door. Jared Lorenzen is <laughs> not walking I, through yeah. the door. Devin Leary's a good quarterback, but, yeah, you, you're going to have to 
Kentucky's going to have to play their A-plus game to beat the Tide. Uh, so, I like Alabama, like you said, to pull away, but I don't like them to blow blow them out. I don't think they'll blow them out at Kentucky. I, I'm going to say something like 35-21, to 21, something like that. I was saying 38-17. Tide rolls. All right, moving over to Auburn. Uh, we're going to have Short that one here. I'm going to I'm going to gift that and just Blake saying tide rolls and just, you know, play that throughout the season. <laughs> Auburn at Arkansas, that is not a fun road trip. Anybody who's ever made it um is going to kick off at 3. We'll have the pregame cover starting at noon here. Um fellows, what do y'all I mean, I two and a half point spread something like that. I don't know what y'all are seeing. Depends this, on if KJ Jefferson gets going. If he gets going, it might just be a long day. I hope it's not because I really want is Arkansas for, for my Auburn friends. I want y'all to get bowl eligible. Hughes first year. Oh, that's, that'll happen next week if not this week. So yeah. is Arkansas? Do they have seven losses now? Or are they still at six? Three and six. Three and six. So they're playing for bowl eligibility as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, they cannot lose another game. Um, and so yeah, I, I like the Hogs. I'm sorry, Blake, but uh, um, at home. Um, Auburn's played better offensively the last couple of weeks, uh, but you're right. It's not a good. It's not a fun road trip, um, and uh, going to be a little chilly up there in Arkansas. Uh, and the Hogs are going to run the ball, especially with their quarterback. They're going to be fired up, try to make a ball game, and try to turn their season around a little bit. So I like Arkansas. I think it'll be a great game. I think it'll be one of the well. I guess great game is is subjective. One of the better games of the. Day. It'll be one of the closer more interesting games to watch. I agree. I I guess what we're most interested to see is uh, Peyton Thorne has absolutely struggled on the road now. He's coming along the last couple of weeks. We've got back-to-back SEC wins, you know, that kind of thing. But, my goodness, has he struggled on the road. And, and You know, you, you realize when, like, when we play that Iron Bowl in Jordan-Hare, he's going to look like – Prime Absolutely. Peyton, Prime Peyton Manning. Yeah. He's gonna, he's going to throw for four hundred yards, no doubt. <laughs> but on the road, yes, he's been he's been struggling. Well, you know, I, this is finally we've stopped doing the the shuffle quarterback thing, and yeah. uh, and the I think we finally started to figure out some things on the offense. And moving on to Ole Miss at Georgia, ten and a half points. Georgia favored. I know some guys around this table may dis- disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, well, I've disagreed all season. Uh, I, I feel like Georgia's overvalued. Their day of reckoning is coming at some point. I don't I, – let me put it this way. I don't see a three-peat. Does anybody at this table see a three-peat for Georgia this year? No, because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. We're going to make it to Atlanta, and we're going to beat them. He means Alabama, by the way. We, yes, proud Alabama alumni. Sorry, Blake. We'll beat them. And if, they're, if they end up being the one or two seed, I think they'll be the two seed if Ohio State wins out. And if we don't beat them, whoever the three is will beat them, which will probably be Florida State. Uh, they're, gonna, they're, they're finally into the part of their schedule where they're playing actual teams with a pulse. and Consistently. Yes. You can't count Missouri and Kentucky as teams that are like really, truly capable of beating them. I think Ole Miss is truly capable of beating them. I think Tennessee at Nayland Stadium is truly capable of beating them. I think Alabama in the Bins is capable of beating them. And then if they run that three-team gauntlet and they somehow make the playoffs undefeated, then you're talking about playing Michigan, Florida State, Ohio State, you know, Oregon. S- somebody is going to knock this team off. I've been saying that all year. I'm, I'm going to pick Ole Miss. Uh, Lane, outright uh, or just to cover? 
Uh, well, I'm I'm picking them as my upset pick. So uh, yeah, so I'm I'm I think they'll cover at least, but um, uh, but for my upset pick, hopefully they'll win it as well. But Lane Kiffin is right there on the vert. He needs a signature win. He's he, never had one. He's never had one. And you, you thought he thought that, uh, you know, a couple years ago and then this year that it was going to come at the expense of Nick Saban in Alabama. But no, no. it didn't. Um, he got a big win against LSU. He got a big win against A&M. But this is one – that would solidify him as being in that top tier Elite. of coaches. If you can go on the road and beat Kirby in Sanford Stadium between the hedges, you know, then you've got you've got something to really hang your hat on because, you know, realistically when you look over time, what Lane Kiffin's doing at Ole Miss is really good. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and Hugh Freeze did it for a time. Um what what Kiffin's doing now is is sort of I wouldn't say unprecedented, but it's great. I mean, it, but and Ole Miss, the Ole Miss fans though are getting a little anxious. Mm-hmm. They want to take that step. They want to go to Atlanta. They want to, you know, be in the playoff discussion. Which, if we had a twelve-team playoff this year, we'd Ole be, Miss, we'd be playing them right now. Re- regardless, regardless of if Ole Miss is in Atlanta or not, they're in that twelve-team playoff conversation. What's that famous 2003 flag they have? Is that have they been to Atlanta? Was that 03 the the West uh, 2003 West no, champs? Uh, yes, yeah, something like that. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, they've never been to Atlanta. Um, there's a guy on Twitter that that always um, makes a joke that Ole Miss fans literally don't know how to get to Atlanta. <laughs> that they don't. <laughs> that the map the maps that they're giving out in Mississippi they don't they don't show you how to get to Atlanta. But yeah, I I think I think. Lane's going to get his, uh, his, his. At least I think he's going to make it close, make it interesting. But it'd be nice for him if he were able to get that win for his career. What you got, John Davis, on this? Anything? All right. We'll I think on. Ole Miss will. I think Ole Miss will cover. I just don't see. I don't see them being the ones to knock them off. And the last little pick here, we'll we'll talk about Michigan. Is going to be at Penn State, and uh, what are you seeing? Four points on this one? Yeah, I, said, I, I was seeing four and a half earlier in the week. I guess it's at four now. I like Penn State at home. Um, there's a lot of controversy surrounding Michigan, and I think Penn State's going to step up in the moment. And uh, is all and, that legit? All this, gets, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They're just they're good. Is the the low level guy's going to take the? He already resigned. He kind of took the fall. Yeah. Uh, some some boosters probably gonna take care of him down the road, but uh, but yeah. You uh, see the video where he's wearing Google glasses and he's <laughs> on the sideline wearing Central Michigan gear. Central Michigan, uh, gear. dude, it's it's crazy. They're they're gonna make a documentary about him one day. Hey, did you see the part about him refurbishing uh, vacuum cleaners? No, I did not. And like apparently he had some maybe other coaches or other pl- or players involved, and he had a business. And he was buying old vacuum cleaners, refurbishing them, and selling them on Amazon. What? <laughs> yes. In addition to all the scouting uh, stuff he was doing, he was running a vacuum cleaner business. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I like Penn State. Franklin, talking about signature wins, he needs one too there. And I, I think he gets one just because of all the controversy for Michigan. I know the whole Big Ten and probably the whole country is rooting for Penn State Yeah, really. uh, in that game. I'm going to take Michigan because it's an 11 a.m. kick. Mm-hmm. If it was if it was nighttime in Happy Valley, it'd be a different story. All right, that's our college football talk for today. We're going to hear from Coach Lance Reese here after a while, and we're going to get back into some more high school football. Go over these brackets and all that good stuff. Stay with us. It's the Three and Out pregame show. Mm-hmm. 
Come make memories to last a lifetime this holiday season at Sand Mountain Skate, located in the amazing Sand Mountain Amphitheater in Albertville. This winter wonderland is perfect for the entire family. Public skate sessions, birthday parties, corporate and private parties, church group functions, school field trips, igloo date night rentals, nightly holiday light shows, Santa Claus, movie screenings, and much more. Visit sandmountainskate.com for more information. Hey folks, Jerry O'Neill, broker and owner, Southern Elite Realty. It's football season and it's game time. I hope you'll slow down, enjoy the game, and make memories. My team and I are so proud to be a part of the WTWX and the Gunnerful Wildcat family. I personally have great memories of sitting on the front porch with Dad and listening to the Wildcats play to victory. As the market continues to thrive, my agents and I will use our many years of experience to serve all your real estate needs. We strive to treat every property as it's our family's. Be sure to check us out at MySouthernElite.com or feel free to give us a call at 256-202-1648. Call today and let's call it soap. Hi, this is Paul Harris with State Farm in Gunnersville, your local State Farm agent. I am a proud Gunnersville alumni and Wildcat athletic supporter. Please give us a call at 256-582-3250 or come by and see us at 1246 Gunner Avenue across from the gas board for all your insurance needs. We are here to help life go right. Best of luck and go Wildcats. People's Bank of Alabama is a local bank you can trust to be there when you need it. We are your neighbors, friends, and family. Whether you're a team player, a coach, a member of the band, a cheerleader on the sidelines, or a fan in the stadium, the People's Bank of Alabama team is proud to be a supporter. We have been a part of this community for over 40 years. This is where we live, work, and play, just like you. From People's Bank of Alabama, here's to a winning season. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. $150,000 buy go, $150,000. Hey folks, Steve Carver here with Carver Carver Real Estate Solutions, Remax Gunnersville Auction Group. My son, Cole Carver, and I offer all the solutions to your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy, sell, or find out more about our auction business? Now is the time to reach out to us. We offer 30 years combined experience in the industry to help both you and your family make sure that you receive top dollar for your investment. Call us at 256-571-6775. Going once, going twice, sold your way, Cole, number 114. Best wishes to all the Gunnersville Wildcat cheerleaders and football players from Kirkpatrick Concrete. We are proud to be one of the oldest concrete companies operating in the state, having served Alabama for well over 100 years. Kirkpatrick Concrete pledges to deliver ready-mixed products with the best quality by professional mixer operators in a timely manner. For information on our Gunnersville block operation and all other inquiries, be sure to visit ConcreteSouth.com or call 582-3274 and go Wildcats! Lakeview Orthodontics is Gunnersville's only orthodontic specialist, providing state-of-the-art care with the latest technology in a fun and family-oriented setting. Dr. Don Schmidtke treats all his patients as if they're family members, providing individualized treatment that's tailored specifically for each need. Contact us to schedule a complimentary exam and learn how we can help you or a loved one achieve a healthy bite and a perfect smile. Best of luck to all the great student athletes tonight from Lakeview Orthodontics in Gunnersville. Now back to the three and out pregame show. All right, welcome back to the three and out pregame show. We want to get back to cover some of this 
Gunnersville Springville first round of the playoffs game. Zach, what are you seeing on the Springville team uh, out of St. Clair, the Tigers out of St. Clair County? Yeah, so we, we talked a little bit about, you know, Springville hadn't been in the playoffs in 14 years. This 2009. Is a, so this is a new, you know, Gunnersville's in just about every year, and uh, so this is a new uh, place, new position for Springville. A lot of that comes from them growing as a school so quickly. I mean, they used to be a 2A school not that long ago, and now they're a, now they're a big 5A. They may be bigger than Gunnersville in terms of uh, 5A. They, um, they build a highway through the – Well, like the, I think it was like an interstate, like interstate. sort of connected to the interstate 2059 there. And uh, and so, um, yeah, so uh, they but they've got a lot of great athletes. And if you remember, they put us out in basketball at Jacksonville a few years ago, major upset there. They've got great athletes. Um, uh, I talked to one of the members of our coaching staff uh, uh, this week, sort of get some sort of notes on what they were seeing from film. Uh, he said they're a very, very, very physical team. He said they play through the whistle. I mean, they play to the whistle, through the whistle, um, every play. Um, they are very extremely well coached. So they run a – they're very run heavy, not going to pass the ball much. They run a lot of that triple option um, with uh, two slot um, guys going in motion, you know. Um, so you don't know where the motion's coming from. Could be left, right, whatever. A uh, little similar to what Scottsboro did. Um, so we've seen something, something similar on film before and played against something similar. Uh, said their best players, uh, number six, seven, and eight. Seven's a quarterback, six a fullback, and eight's a wingback. Mm-hmm. Those guys are going to touch it on offense every single play. So we're going to be calling their names on the radio every Just single play. Just write those three names down and we'll yep. be good. There you go. And uh, that they play very hard in, in all three aspects of the game. But the thing that stood out to me was the, um, the, the triple option that they run. So that's something that we've sort of seen already out of Scottsboro. Um, and, uh, you know, Boaz kind of ran something a little similar. It wasn't really an option, but it was kind of wing T, kind of pack it in. I think they may be more and, – and more just the, the power running is kind of yes. what Coach Reese was saying. More yes. than the option stuff, it's just the power. They've got power. That, that fullback. Um, yes. He averages about 150 a game. I think he's approaching 1,500 yards on the – Yeah, so that's number six. Number yeah. six. Uh, they, they're just going to run, 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 especially we've, – we've had some rain this morning, and I, this, this may be one of those teams that throws it once or twice a quarter, but you, you know what to expect. Right. You got anything? Y'all, you've done a full-fledged scouting report on Springfield. Hey, man, I'm trying to be prepared uh, over here, and you know their DBs are little. I mean, we've got these receivers. I, I hope that we can pick on those guys a little bit. I was just we fill out the little spotter sheet, and it's five foot eight, 150 across the board back Ooh. there. So yeah. So so are we going back three years just to throw it up to whichever receiver and just have them jump and get it? Jumping Jack Harris. Yeah. The thing the thing for Gunnersville tonight in my eyes is um and our coaching staff knows much better than me and they I don't they may disagree I don't know we cannot have short drives on offense we cuz this team is going to run 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 keep the ball for 6 7 minutes they're going to kick keep the ball for 6 7 minutes we can't have three and outs and we saw what happened against Arab kept the ball 6 7 minutes we have a three and out they keep it for another 6 or 7 minutes mm-hmm. and then we can't use our 6 3 receivers we can't use Julian Jordan and uh, um, Delva in the back backfield. We can't use all of our weapons because we can't get on the field. So we've got to make sure that we have some sustained drives or we're scoring quickly. 
yeah. when we either either sustain drive or we're scoring quick uh, quickly. We cannot get three and outs. We can't get can't give them the ball to hold it. If if you know Springville has a sizable difference in time of possession, it, it could spell some doom for the Wildcats. But I I think I think we're gonna like like Blake said we've got a lot of mismatch advantages um, offensively. And and now with Julian back, I just don't I don't know how anybody stops that monster of an offense with him back. That's a big big return to have Julian. You got both him and Easy E Nelson back there. That's a good one two punch. Zach, what do you think about this Leeds Arab matchup? Top of the bracket. So uh, I, I did actually do a little bit of research on that as well. Nice. Leeds Leeds is very 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 good at stopping the run. They've got a very good defense. They're only giving up fourteen points a game. Something around there. Um, so I, I think I think if I'm picking, I think Leeds wins that. Scottsboro beats Moody, but I think Leeds uh, gets the win over Arab, and that may be the only region team that that loses. Um, I thought Puccio didn't throw it much against us. He's gonna have to throw it tonight because they're not gonna be able to run consistently on this Leeds defense. I just don't see it. So he's got to air it out some. And against Gunnersville, what did he throw like seven or eight passes, maybe, maybe in that game. Uh, gonna gonna have to do more than that uh, against this Leeds um, uh, defense. So, uh, yeah, I like Leeds there. Uh, Leeds has had, uh, you know, a lot. They've been kind of like Gunnersville. They've been pretty consistent in getting to the playoffs, having quality teams every now and then, getting the quarterfinals or something. You know, shaking out something there. Uh, home of Charles Barkley. There you go. <laughs> Rab so, Arab's going to have a terrible night. <laughs> <laughs> terrible night. And, you know, Leeds have been we've, – we've played over there. I, I like uh, – they've, they've got a their soccer coach, he and I are buddies. And uh, that stadium, though, John Davis touched on it. You want to tell our listeners about that stadium? There's only one side that has bleachers. Arab will have from the 40 to the end zone. Hmm. And then For, Leeds and then will have the other – The other part. 40, 50, 40 to their end zone. Is that a temporary thing or what? No, it's, it's always, always been, been like that. that. We need the Chuck A-Rab, Barkley to step up on those donations. Right? The ARAB band and cheerleaders will be to the right by the end zone that says Leeds. And the, the, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. The Leeds band and cheerleaders will be on the opposite end on the end zone. I don't know what the other end zone says. Green Wave? Are they Maybe. Green Wave? Something like mm-hmm. that. Something like that. But um, parking is atrocious. Y'all yes, think right. parking in Gunnersville is atrocious? We're just building a new school. Leeds does, is not building a new school, and their parking is worse than ours. Well, well they play at their middle school. Like that, the stadium yeah. is at the middle school. Yep. The high school is like five miles away. I made that mistake when we played there in soccer uh, this summer. I went to the wrong place. But uh, yeah, and their bathrooms are built for like probably in the 1920s. Like there's not much room in there. Uh, if you're listening to us and you're going. <laughs> Just get on Facebook, go to Arab Knights Sports, and they've got literally everything you need to know about how to get there, where to park. They got a map. Nice, love it. All right, uh, I'm taking the Knights. By the way, Moody Scottsboro. Yeah, so we got uh, who is that? Moody or Scottsboro's hosting Moody? Yes, I I like Scottsboro. Man, they've been they've been scary on offense. Moody's one of those teams too. They one of their best players, Amon Lane. Is he the one going to Auburn? He is. Yeah. He's been sitting out all all season basically. He's kind of had like a Julian Jordan situation where he's been injured, maybe tried to come back, and then had then was injured again. 
he's been out all year. They haven't really said he's there's nothing more than he's just day to day. If he doesn't play tonight, I, I really think Scottsboro will will roll over them. Uh, Moody is not quite as good as it has been the last couple years. They're still really good, um, but uh, they did beat Southside. I think we're recruiting that kid for a DB. What's he play on this team? Is he like the all- receiver and, the and DB? Everything. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course, I think they've got another guy there that's going to Arkansas that's a receiver, a tall guy, unless he graduated. Um, he played basketball for him last year. You remember him? Yeah, I think he may have graduated. I don't know that. So, uh, he, so he may be at Arkansas already. Yeah. But, yeah, Scottsboro, that offense, when it gets going, and especially being at home, it's scary. <laughs> so I like I like Scottsboro to take care of Moody tonight. I really think all all three of the teams in our region play tonight Maybe have a have a great chance of winning. I think it's three and zero. Adding Boaz to it, we'll go four and zero. Yeah, and like we mentioned, we'll we'll keep y'all throughout the game up on that uh, Fairview John Carroll score. We've talked enough about that one. I you know it's rooting for the home team on that one at least next week. Yep. To host Fairview. Well, looking at just other games in our in our part in our north, Ramsey's playing West Point. Ramsey. You know, roll Ramsey, over. Ramsey by 100. Yeah. Rams, speaking of naming Name your score. score. Uh, Pleasant Grove played. That, that, they already they played last night, didn't oh, they? Oh, Pleasant Grove played last night? Ramsey and West Point. Oh, uh, oh, they may have. 50 to nothing. Yeah. Okay. Naming your score. Well, there you yeah. go. <laughs> so, Pleasant Grove won 49 to 17. So, Boaz, Pleasant Grove, that's already a matchup. And the winner of And Leeds, is that Boaz? Yeah. Uh, and then also one other one, Russellville Fairfield. So Russellville is going to take care of them easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you're what if I'm looking at potential matchups, you've got Ramsey versus the the winner of Leeds and Arab. Mm-hmm. If Arab wins, Arab will have Ramsey at home in the second round. Um, Scottsboro will have to go to Russellville if they win. Um, and then obviously Gunnersville would host Fairview or travel to John Carroll. Um, and then uh, Boaz is hosting. Boaz Pleasant is Grove. hosting Pleasant Grove, so um, potentially some some great uh, matchup playoff matchups <laughs> in Marshall County next week. And you look at it. I mean, at the end of the day, Ramsey blows out West Point, and Pleasant Grove blows out Lawrence County. So you've got Ramsey and Pleasant Grove to deal with. What <laughs> down the line, whatever right. happens, they're going to be there. So it's the same old story. It seems like yep, each and every year. All right, guys, when we get back, we're going to hear from Coach Reese, and uh, we'll we'll join you all back uh, for a few minutes after that and kick it off to Jeff and Greg. It's the Three and Out pregame show. Come make memories to last a lifetime this holiday season at Sand Mountain Skate, located in the amazing Sand Mountain Amphitheater in Albertville. This winter wonderland is perfect for the entire family. Public skate sessions, birthday parties, corporate and private parties, church group functions, school field trips, igloo date night rentals, nightly holiday light shows, Santa Claus, movie screenings, and much more. Visit sandmountainskate.com for more information. The Electric Board of Gunnersville works hard to provide reliable electric service to our residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Please visit our website at gunnersvilleelectric.com for a variety of convenient bill pay options. And be sure to follow the Electric Board's social media pages for their up-to-date notifications and community alerts. Go Wildcats and have a great weekend. From everyone at the Electric Board of Gunnersville. Local Alpha Insurance agents Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry want to wish the Wildcats much continued success and they're pulling for you. 
Stop by the Alpha office on Blunt Avenue in Gunnersville, and you'll see why so many customers have not only saved hundreds of dollars a month on their insurance, but also increased their coverage. Keep up the good work, Wildcats, from your trusted hometown Alpha agents, Chuck Williamson and Justin Ferry. Proud sponsors of Gunnersville Athletics. Hello, this is Maury Yancey, President of the Lake Gunnersville Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce staff, board, and membership proudly cheer the Wildcats on to victory. When you shop local, you are supporting the future of our young people. The commerce in this community helps provide the taxes to support our city schools. If you are not already a member of the Lake Gunnersville Chamber of Commerce, give us a call or come by our office. Join one of the most active chambers in Alabama and one of the largest for a community our size. The Lake Gunnersville Chamber of Commerce, cheering on the Wildcats. In the state of Alabama, the most anticipated time of year is college football season. It's Bama-Auburn, Auburn-Bama. It's on everyone's mind. At Bubba's 2, we're stocked with awesome men's collegiate game day gear and apparel. And it's 20% off. So roll tide, War Eagle, and go Wildcats from Bubba's 2. Lake Gunnersville's fine apparel and formal wear store for men and youth. Bubba's 2, definitely not just another men's store. Hey, this is Cameron with the Laundry Basket Plus. With the new 2023 season, we want to cheer on the Gunnersville Wildcats to another successful year. Make sure to visit one of our seven Marshall County locations and try our $1.50 wash and fold service. Also, coming in September, be sure to visit our new location, the Laundry Basket Plus Car Wash beside Gunnersville High School. Best of luck tonight and go Wildcats! And now, this week's interview with Guntersville head coach Lance Reese, brought to you by Foodland Plus in Guntersville. Our good sponsors out at Foodland wish nothing but the best to all of the high school teams that are involved in postseason activity. We especially welcome Springville to Trouble East Stadium. Folks, have yourself a good time and know that our three-day sale is lasting through Saturday of this weekend at Foodland. You can buy those number one russet baking potatoes for 49 cents a pound. That's today and tomorrow at Foodland. Welcome into the Coach Lance Reese Show. Coach, we appreciate you joining us as always. Since the last time we spoke, we took a little trip up the mountain, saw the Aggies. Uh, I guess the first thing is uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. What was it like to look up and see the score 23 to nothing seven minutes after the kickoff? Yeah, it was it was great. You know, uh, when a team's struggling like Alberville, you want to jump on them early because the longer you let them get in, the kind of the more confidence they'll get. So we really talked about that, and I felt like we got a good start. We actually kind of got things going with a great punt. Uh, we want to score that first drive, but we didn't, and, and, and instead Date punted one down to the one. That set up a – a safety, uh, E.J. Havis got a safety uh, in the end zone, and then, man, we just started rolling from there. And like you said, jumped out early, and I think it was ended up being 50 to nothing at halftime, so can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, I don't want to take credit, but I called that safety. I said, E.J.'s going to have his ears pinned down. That was their first snap, too, wasn't it? Of the Yeah, it was. Well, they actually came out and took a delay game to start, the, and then uh, – mm -hmm. Which I think the ball was on the one, so about a six-inch penalty. But uh, yeah, they, EJ, uh, man, he's done a great job for us for many years, and to, to get started with the safety, and then we got it back and scored. So that was a great way to kind of set the tone for that big rivalry game. You know, when the offense scores 50 points in the first half, is you know they're going to talk a lot about the offense, but I just thought the defense. I mean, Holson back, he had two more picks. I think that's four 
interceptions in two games, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And you got Dave Peterson had another pick six. Um does the defense take any credit for Avery Clifton's two rushing touchdowns? <laughs> you know, uh, the biggest thing – I get in trouble with a, with Avery and EJ about which one because they both play that fullback. Whoever's in there gets to score the touchdown, so they kind of have a little competition. But, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it seems like when we uh, when the defense is playing well, we kind of that, – that's when we're scoring big points, when we can get people in, in third and long and make them uh, throw the ball. You know, we feel like we've got uh, great athletes back there, and it's always big to score on defense. So, it's – you know, Dave being a senior, I'm sure that was great for him to get to score in the Albertville game. And, and then Holson backs, man, that guy's kind of got a knack for just really? being around the ball. And uh, But you've got to stop the run in order to get people to throw it. So, got to give those guys up front credit for stopping the run and putting them in passing situations. And then uh, RDBs did a great job. So, just overall a great, a great effort uh, against Albertville, uh, you know, a rivalry game. And uh, – you know, good way to finish the regular season nine and one in region champions. Defense only giving up eleven points a game. Uh, is Camp Green a sophomore? Camp's a sophomore, and yeah, he uh, we put him in in nickel, and uh, man, he did a great job for us. Uh, had two big sacks and got a uh, caused fumble, and then he scored in the second half. And I was actually talking to the players about this. You know, he had a big game against Albertville, and then this week he's been running scout team. Uh, being the being the Springville fullback, so when you're a sophomore, you get to you get to do that, and um, you know those guys do a great job for us every week in practice, and it's just great to see them have some success on Friday night as well. Especially in a game like that, I mean, Albertville see those guys get in there, and especially in that fourth quarter, and some of the young guys, it's uh, invaluable. I know down the road, it's going to help help everybody out. So looking ahead to Springville tonight, the Springville Tigers, we, Gunnersville has never played them before. I was a little bit surprised by that. They're from St. Clair County down there towards Birmingham and uh, have never played them. We've got a common opponent in Southside. Uh, I guess they got beat over there by a couple touchdowns. But uh, what, what are we seeing out of them? From what I hear, they're a little bit like the, the Scottsboro Arab. They like to run this sort of uh, triple option kind of thing. They're just going to run, run, run. So. Yeah, yeah, they run the double slot, uh, very similar to what Scottsboro did, but uh, probably not as much just pure option. They do more power type plays. Uh, they've got a really good quarterback. Junior 6'1", 190-pounder, and uh, then they've got a, a a good fullback too, and they're going to – man, they're going to run the ball, and if you let them get three or four yards on first down, they're just going to keep pounding it at you and try to keep the ball away from you. So very important that we try to stop the run early, and then, you know, probably the best thing we could do is get our offense going and try to get uh, – you know, try to get a lead because teams that are, are run first sometimes have a, a difficult time catching up. Uh, very impressed with what I've seen out of Springville. They've won their uh, – they won their last three games. <clears throat> the last game, they won a big overtime uh, game against 6A Pell City. So, they're coming in with a lot of confidence. Uh, I saw where I don't think they've been to the playoffs since 2009. That's right. So, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be really excited as they should be to make the playoffs. And I think this is our 11th straight trip. So, for our guys, we've got to make sure that we're able to match the intensity of them coming in here because I'm sure they're, I'm sure their community's excited about making the playoffs. Uh, their team's excited. They've got a hard-nosed team with a lot of upperclassmen. So we can't uh, just come in and uh, expect anything but a great effort out of Springville. Absolutely. I think they've got a running back that's got about 1,500 yards on the season. I think he averages 150 a game, so that'll be somebody to, to take a look at. Uh, and I guess – 
you know, we were talking us up in the booth. Um, it looks like we finally sort of have this. Uh, you got Easy Nelson and Julian are sort of both back, and it seems I'm not going to say 100%. Nobody's 100% this time of year, but it looks like they're both good to go, and it was tough, you know, missing Julian all those weeks. But, you know, now is the time it matters, and it looks like we're kind of full strength back there again. Yeah, it's good to have both those guys back. You know, Julian's been uh, – he's been hampered, but he's he's been back these last two games. Uh and he's, and he's kind of trying to work himself into being in football shape. You can you can do all the running on the side that you want to, but having to take those hits and and, and kind of keep going is something he's got to get his body accustomed to. And you know we can't ask more out of out of E. Nelson than what he's done this year. I think he's got about 1,200 yards rushing and done a great job. But uh, uh, you know our, we've got a great receiving core as well, and uh, Eli does a good job getting the ball to them. We feel like we're at our best on offense and we're a threat to run or pass at any time, and especially when we can get our tempo going. Can't do that without those offensive linemen, which sometimes get overlooked. But uh, if we're having success on offense, you know they're doing their part. So kind of hoping that the weather doesn't uh, affect what we are able to do on offense. Hope this rain holds out because we do like to do go up tempo and spread it out. And if it's, uh, you know, if it's raining, it's going to probably favor Springville because they're definitely a run-first attack. Yeah, it's, uh, we've kind of been spoiled with the weather this week, but it's finally starting to cool down a little bit. Um, we never look ahead, but, I, you know, we're going to check around these scores throughout the game tonight and see are, are we pulling for Fairview to win to keep us at home next week if, if that yeah. opportunity happens? Um, you know, both of them are really good teams. If Fairview did win, they would come here. And if, uh, if John Carroll wins, we would go to Birmingham. I tell you the truth, you know, I've been here 33 years. I don't ever remember going to John Carroll either. So that mm. would be that would be another new experience. But uh, you know, Fairview and Coach George Redding are, are people we're really familiar with because they were in our region. Uh, and then last year we met them in the second round of the playoffs, or actually first round of the playoffs. I think I don't remember, but anyway, we've seen them about the past four years in a row. So very familiar with Fairview. They always have a good team. But then John Carroll's, uh, I think their only two losses are to. Uh, to Ramsey and Pleasant Grove, there's a lot of people that have those two losses. But uh, okay. I can assure you that our our focus is on Springville because they've got a really good team and and just us trying to trying to get better. So after that, we'll play whoever it comes and uh, just be hopefully get to coach this bunch for another week. Absolutely, and just everybody come out and support. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. We may this might be our last home game. You never know. We're we're sort of you know depending on other teams at this point. So. Come out and support this team and, and, you know, enjoy while we're, while we're still at home. You have to go to GoFan to get your tickets. They will not be sold at the gate. So, everybody go get your tickets on GoFan. It should be another great night. First round of the playoffs. So, we're, everybody's, everybody's looking forward to it, Coach. Yeah, we're excited about the opportunity. You know, these 15 seniors have done a great job, and they've been a pleasure to coach. So, I uh, want to see them keep their career going at Gunnersville and accomplish even more. Absolutely. All right, Coach, thanks as always for joining us, and good luck tonight. Thank you very much. Again, our very best wishes from Foodland to all the high school football teams that are involved in postseason action. And, folks, we're involved in a terrific three-day sale that lasts through Saturday of this weekend. Simply done party cups, buy 100 of them for only $6.99. These are big red plastic cups. That's just a sample of the savings. There's a load of them at Foodland across from the high school. You've been listening to the Coach Reese interview, sponsored by Foodland Plus in Gunnersville. 
Kickoff is only minutes away. All right, welcome back to the three and out pregame show. That was Coach Reese, and uh, obviously coming off that admirable win, he's uh, happy with the guys, and uh, you know they've got it. They've got it rolling right now. Honestly, we talked a little bit about Easy and Julian back there in the sort of in the backfield, 100% again, and uh, not really 100%, but they're but they're there. Obviously, Julian's very well rested, and uh, we're ready to go. Springville Tigers tonight, guys. Thunder and lightning. Julian and uh, and Nelson. Goes back to Clemson 2008. Yeah, or USC with Lindell White and Reggie Bush. Uh, man, those guys. Uh, it, it's and and we we get them both back next year too. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Whoa. Yeah. Uh, those guys. It's it's th- those are the kind of guys that man. If if they were on the other side. You'd be thinking, how in the world are we ever going to win this game? You know what I mean? It's so nice to have those type those those guys in our backfield. Uh, I like them to roll, especially since we can set up uh, their runs with with our passing with our receivers. You know, Springville's not going to be able to put their small DBs on an island and and kind of stack the box. They're going to have to give them help. Otherwise, you know, uh, Trayvon and uh, Dadrian, uh, those guys, man, are going to get. I mean, they're going to have a field day. So, you've got to – you can't really put eight, nine in the box. Um, so, it's kind of a pick your poison uh, for Springville. What, what are they going to – what are they going to make Gunnersville do? And as long as Gunnersville can execute what Springville gives them, I like I like Gunnersville to be big. Long night, man. Yeah. Long night for the Tigers. I will – I do want to congratulate Jeremy Sullivan at Boaz. It was the first playoff win since 2008. Nice. And it was the first road – playoff win since 2003 happy for those guys jeremy's always been good with us and interviews and things like that uh yeah guys i'm just gonna say uh ej havis avery clifton those guys they gotta have a big night tonight because they're gonna be uh they need to make about 65 tackles probably (laughs) it's gonna be it's coming to them every time it's coming to them so all right, guys, we're looking forward to it. We're going to kick it to Joel and Greg tonight. We'll have uh, Joel filling in for Jeff, and uh, we'll get you right out there to the press box. And as Joe would say, take care of yourself and take care of each other. <laughs> <laughs>